we've reached an impasse as far as the salary negotiations are concerned. Unions have deadlocked, and particularly the PSA has declared a dispute about three weeks ago. Um, at conciliation, we failed to resolve the issue, and we issued government with our strike notice on the 24th of October. And as required in public service, you need to give seven days' notice. That notice effectively comes to an end on the 3rd of November, which then entitled us to embark on industrial action. Our program of action will entail that we will start picketing during lunchtime uh, from the 3rd of uh, November, then will culminate into a nationwide march on the 10th of November. Uh, we will continue with our picketing thereafter, leading up to a full-blown industrial action. Now, the South African Democratic Teachers Union, SATU, is the only organization or union that has accepted the government's 3% salary increase. How does the divisions amongst labor unions impact your wage negotiations? Look, firstly, we we, we got to respect uh, individual unions who have accepted the offer. I think uh, if they've subjected their members to a mandating process and if the members have given them a mandate, so, so be it. I think from the PHA side, our members are across the spectrum. What 3% will entail to a teacher might be lucrative or might be good enough at this stage, but we represent members from the bottom end of the scale in the public service, like cleaners and general assistants. 3% is totally inefficient for them to accept at this stage. So we also subjected our members to a mandating process, and unfortunately members have totally rejected this offer. I think the hurdle on the table is that you must recall that we started off with 10% our demand. We then brought it down to 6.5%, seeing that the employee was in the region of 2% at that stage. Mm. When PSA declared a dispute, then that prompted the employer to increase the offer to 3%. We now stuck with 3% and with the cash gratuity. I think the hurdle in the, on the, in the draft agreement or the hurdle in getting over this impasse now is that the employees indicated that cash gratuity comes to an end on the 31st of March 2023. But so what are the consequences of this? You will recall in 2020, public servants did not get a salary increase because government had remained on the three-year salary agreement. They did not pay public servants the increase. So in 2021, as a stopgap measure, we reluctantly agreed on a cash allowance because government is not prepared to give public servants a salary increase. Now, the cash allowance commenced on 1st of April 2021. And in that agreement last year, there was a protection clause that indicated that if government store owes, there's no salary increase, a salary agreement this year, or if there's a considerable delay in finalizing the agreement, that cash gratuity will continue. Now, on the draft agreement for this year, that protection clause has been removed, meaning come 1st of April 2023, uh, that cash gratuity will fall away. Now, if we do not reach a salary agreement or an agreement next year, or if there's still considerable delay, delay in finalizing an agreement, public zones will be worse off. That thousand rand will be taken away from them. Mm. So we feel that this is totally unfair. And if you look at that, we haven't reached an agreement this year. We started off negotiations in March, and we have not received an increase as yet. It's, it's looming towards Christmas, and people will be expecting money in the pockets. And unfortunately, there's no agreement on the table. Mm-hmm. To, to, to make matters worse, 
government has issued an advice note indicating that if there's no agreement on the table, they will be implementing that offer unilaterally. Mm-hmm. Meaning that uh, this has angered unions tremendously because if you're going to implement offers unilaterally, what is the sense of negotiating? What is the sense of sitting around the table? That will set the tone for collective bargaining in the future. It will have devastating consequences for negotiation process, not only in the public sector, but the country as a whole. Because if you don't reach agreement, government can simply implement that unilaterally. So we'd rather not negotiate at all. Mm-hmm. Just give us what increase and implement it unilaterally. Mr. Naika, a full-blown strike is on the cards. It seems like it. What will be the impact? I think it's going to have a devastating impact as we look towards the holidays. Department of Home Affairs is one of the departments will be severely affected, not only at the service departments, but at the borders where immigration officers control the borders and the ports and so forth. Department of Transport, some provinces are responsible for issuing driver's license uh, and car license and so forth. They will be affected. Department of Employment and Labor which is responsible for enforcing the provisions of the basic conditions of employment in various factories, workshops, and, and, and other facilities. They will be affected, Department of Agriculture, Department of Forestry and Fisheries, Department of Economic Affairs, the ports hmm. where they control. So this will obviously have a, a devastating effect, such where the support services are not considered essential services, those people will have uh, obviously join us in the strike action as well. Yeah. On another matter, the president has said that new requirements for entry into public service will include competency assessments as part of government's national framework towards the professionalization of the public sector. Do you think that this is perhaps a remedy to end cater deployment in government, corruption and ineffective service delivery? Well, we signed an agreement in 2010. We're now in 2022. So this should have been implemented a long time ago. It seems like we sign agreements and we don't stick to it. And one of those core issues that we indicated there, that public se- we need to professionalize the public service. And by doing this, you need to upscale them. You need to give them the required qualifications in order for them to obviously do their jobs efficiently. And if you haven't done that and later on, they severely criticized for not having the proper tools and educational qualifications to do that. We sincerely hope that it will do this. I think it's about time that we actually professionalize the public service.